listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 243. Kill the Lords with the one, the only, the... Uh, what do I want to say about you this week? One, you rock purple so freaking well. Thank you. Two, you're drinking a coffee I made hours ago, so I didn't have to make coffee before this episode. Thank you for that. John Brownstone. <laughs> you're welcome. I, yeah, the coffee has been flowing freely. Oh, yeah. This morning. Oh, yeah. And I've had no... You know, I'm not complaining about that at all. No, you're also not blinking. Don't blink. (laughs) (laughs) Also, our introductions are getting weirder and weirder. Uh, For (laughs) once, we're actually purposefully, on purpose, meaningfully, we know what we are doing, revisiting a topic instead of accidentally stumbling into it. And we're talking about how we handle money in our DS relationship and how that's actually changed over time. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net, which has had a facelift, is newly revamped, and actually, yes, it is... Mm, I don't know if it's easier to find the show notes, but all the show notes are actually there. Uh, Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. If your podcast app does not allow for reviews, just feel free to share your favorite uh, episodes with your kinky community. That works too. You can follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one, Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes found at lovingbdsm.net. Just click on anything that says podcast. A big shout out as always to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We thank you for mm-hmm. contributing to and supporting this weird thing we do on the internet. If you would like access to more of us, to more content, to special live streams, to special podcast episodes, to a special patron only discord server doolally thing, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash killalords. It's patreon.com slash killalords. And you can join for as little as $2 per month. Okay, so before we get into today's topic, we have announcements. And I'm going to start at the top with the best announcement, my favorite announcement. Hey. Thank you once again to Elegantly Owned, a collar shop on mm. Etsy, Teshu in the live stream chat for sponsoring this week's episode. Uh, If you are looking for a collar for around the neck, something uh, in bracelet format, anklet format, something that locks, all of that, check out Elegantly Owned on Etsy. Links are in both the show notes and um, the description box if you're watching on YouTube. But if you go to Etsy and just search Elegantly Owned, all one word, uh, his shop will pop up. Uh, if you decide to buy anything in the month of November 2020, uh, use code BDSM holiday, all one word, you'll save 15% off of your order. A note from the wonderful Teshu, please use your coupon code before you finalize the order. It cannot be like added in the back end. Etsy does not allow Etsy shop owners to do that. No. So if you're gonna shop and you're gonna use the coupon code, Put that coupon code in in your cart before you hit checkout and pay, okay? Because that'll just make your life way easier. Um, <laughs> if you are wanting to order for a holiday gift, specifically Christmas, because I we know the timing better on Christmas, I think, than any of the other holidays, make sure you order by December 10th to get your order in time. That is also true for our shop, The King Great, December 10th. Uh, eventually, I will actually put an announcement on our site <laughs> that says something to that effect. Um, 
so yes, elegantly owned, beautiful collars. We do have a review uh, video that we did uh, a few months ago. It's linked in all the places if you want to go check it out. I am currently wearing a collar made by Elegantly Owned. It was custom mm -hmm. designed and it is beautiful. Um, custom orders are available. You just have to reach out and say, hey, can you do this? Um, and we will be doing a giveaway with Elegantly Owned in the next week or so, hopefully by Monday, November, what is that, 22nd, 23rd, whatever that Monday is, um, before Thanksgiving, that will be up and ready to go for people to enter and to win. Um, so, and we're gonna try and do that so that the cutoff for that helps folks who might want that as a holiday gift as well. There so that is coming. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Elegantly Owned for <laughs> um, sponsoring. We love our sponsors. Okay, mm -hmm. let's see. Um, next announcement. We're doing a new postcard project. I'm gonna go ahead and disappoint several people right now that it is a US only project in the way that it's set up. Let me explain why before people get like sad or mad. So I mentioned this several weeks ago when I was, <laughs> I do a volunteer thing where I write postcards to encourage people to vote in elections. Um, if you somehow don't know, to, to vote for the Democrats, just saying. But uh, I do, I try to encourage people to vote and I do that with postcard, um, postcard campaigning, whatever. So I bought what I thought would be just a hundred postcard uh, stamps from the self-checkout kiosk at the post office. I thought they'd come on like a sheet, like stickers. No, these are individual, <laughs> massive, like two inch wide by like three inch long stamps that will not fit on any of my get out the vote postcards that I write for different campaigns. So I said at the time, mistakes were made. Mistakes were definitely made. Now I have all, of, I have $35 worth of postage <laughs> I need to use up. So that's where the postcard campaign comes in. Um, found a postcard. It's uh, white with black. Actually, I found a design. I turned it into a postcard. It's white with black lettering. It says, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> and as... So you. I know. Um, I didn't know how often I said it till I started seeing comments tweets, mm -hmm. DMs, and live stream chat where people would just type in, in all caps, it's fine. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah. So if you if you are anywhere in the world, you are welcome to send us a postcard. But if you have a US address and you send a postcard, a letter, a Hallmark card, a homemade card, a whatever, 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 because it used to be, uh, we'd encourage people to go get local postcards. Please don't if you go out, wear a mask, but please don't go on the hunt for a postcard just for us. Um, <laughs> if it's from an American address and you give us your return address, you will receive one of these uh, postcards. It's totally safe for anybody, your, your mm. postal carrier, your family to see. All I'm gonna write on the back is mistakes were made, <laughs> but it's fine now. And I will mail you one of these. Um, and the reason it's US only is because each individual stamp I have is 35 cents. International postcards are $1.10. I can't even, I, I don't have a $1.10 stamp. I don't, they don't have an international stamp. If it had been two, I would have done it. Cause then that would have been, yeah. okay, 70 cents. No, it's an odd ball dollar odd amount. Number. So post office box, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, that is in the description box. It is always in the description box. If you're listening on, the podcast, it is in the show notes. However, if everybody's like, I don't wanna freaking click over to that, it's fine. We're gonna go old school. We're gonna do this 
the way I used to do this with the original postcard Ooh. project. I'm going to say it for people to type into the notes app or write down with pen and paper or whatever you do. Here we go. P.O. Box 434. P.O. Box 434. Ocala. Hmm. I'm going to spell it for you. It's not hard. Once you see it, you'll go, oh, okay. O-C-A-L-A. That is not Ocala, y'all. It is Ocala. Uh, Florida. We're in Florida. 34478. 34478. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> listeners, what you cannot see, but video watchers just got to watch, is how JB and I move in tandem as I say these things rhythmically. And now everybody who has watched the video knows what used to happen when we did this when we were podcast only. Right. Because that's exactly what used yep. to happen. So this will go on until I run out of postcards slash postage. I have a hundred of each. Um, I'm probably going to actually empty our backboard if you're watching on uh, YouTube. If you're listening to the podcast, come join us one, one week, one chance you get just to see. I'll probably empty this out and we will just start filling it up with postcards as they arrive. Um, will I do another postcard project after this is over that it encompasses all over the world? Yes. This one is very specific because the the mistake I made with my postage. So, um, okay. All right. Uh, and I just saw something in, uh, in the live stream chat that I'm a meme. That's terrifying, but also appropriate. Uh, final announcement. That's not too terribly long. <laughs> I mentioned this at the top for podcast listeners. Let me say it again here. Uh, LovingBDSM.net has gotten a facelift and an update. It looks a little bit different. Um, it's not just a, a place where the show notes just live in order and there's nothing else. Um, but if you ever go and you're like, crap, she said the show notes were at lovingbdsm.net. Click any word where you see the word, anywhere where you see the word podcast, you will get to them. You will get to them in the order in which they come out into the world. Um, and then you can find them. Also, if it's ever like, oh, I need the show notes. Uh, if you subscribe to the newsletter, you will get them in your inbox. But yeah, we did do a finally, it's been six months in the making, the facelift to lovingbdsm.net. Yeah. Um, what we're hoping, this is what we don't know. <laughs> we did some uh, domain name changing things and hopefully it will not adversely affect podcast apps on Friday. That's the next test. Hopefully it we'll works. Know, we'll know when I wake up in the morning. Uh, Friday morning? Yes. Yeah. Today's Wednesday. Well, I know. Oh, okay. I was like, no, we won't know tomorrow when you wake up in the morning. It's <laughs> been a lot of announcements. Okay. Okay. So, um, uh, what is, um, what is what is what what is what what is is now time to actually get into the okay. topic? I get to do my job now. No, wow. you've already done your job. Yep, not that one. We're already doing your job. Oh, your job okay. is already going. I would not hit any buttons now because people will be very upset with you. Yes, we've been in the announcements. Podcast listeners, I have to tell you this. Uh, he forgot that he had already hit the button to bring you in. And I did announcements for so long that he thought you were not here with us. They're, they're here with us, I promise. I promise they're here with us. <laughs> I don't think you haven't had enough coffee. Maybe not. I Maybe so, I think that might be the case. Go ahead, chug. It's fine. <clears throat> so um, for a long time, listeners, this might sound familiar to you. We're actually going back to something that we talked about in 
Should be 2015. It might be mm. early 2016. It's episode 13, y'all. 13. Where lucky, we talked. Lucky 13. Where we talked about how we handled money. Mm-hmm. And we handled it very specifically yeah. uh, back then. And it has morphed and changed. And so I thought maybe we can do a really quick recap of how we did it back then. Sure. Talk about how we do it now. Talk about how we sort of view the um, responsibilities and roles that we have with our finances. But before we get into it, I want to make one thing abundantly clear. Absolutely clear. Let there be no mistake. Okay. Uh, you do not have to make finances and money part of your power exchange. There is no requirement that if right. you are in DS or you are master slave or you are whatever, 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 that the submissive has to give up control of their money to their dominant partner. Okay. Um, nope, nope, nope. You get to opt out of that completely. You don't have to do it. Not required. Do not let anybody try to convince you that it is required. Quite frankly, in the very beginning of our living together relationship, we were very um, sort of formal with how we handled money. And now we're a lot more relaxed. And I think it actually works towards our strengths more than our old way did anyway. True. You know, especially considering the way things have changed. Um, you know, in, in the, in the beginning, um, yeah, it, it worked for what it was at that time. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like anything else. It, it morphs, it evolves. And it, I think it, it has changes. to, I it, think it has to. Yeah, it, it definitely has to. And, you know, I, the way things are in place now, while it is very different from then, it works quite well. It it does. I mean, there are moments we'll get into into it. No. I think there are moments where I'm like, oh god, really? But I think it works better than the old way. So yeah. a quick recap of our old way. The old way was very structured. Mm-hmm. Um, a few things. One, you uh, paid all of the bills. You had all right. of the final say on all expenditures out of our account. Um, and I think when that episode came out, we were starting to work towards um, sort of an allowance for me. But not right. because you had not been allowing me to have money, but because I am, I have so many issues around money that because I was not earning a lot of money at the time and because it was the first time I had had to share that kind of thing with a partner who actually contributed <laughs> uh, in it for a very long time, um, I was had gotten really weird about money. I would need yeah. something and I would not buy it for myself where I, I, to this day, I'm kind of like that, but I would buy things that other people, you and the boys needed, but I wouldn't take right. care of myself. And I felt like I couldn't just buy a little something without asking for permission, which just halt your spending if you have to stop and ask every single time. Mm. But we didn't have an overspending problem. What I had was an earning problem. I was for the first time in my adult life earning the least amount I'd ever earned because I was still relatively new as a freelancer at the time. And I was for the first time in my adult life earning less than my partner. And it was messing with my head. So I didn't think I could spend money, but I was starting to get resentful that it was so hard to buy a little something, or if I bought a little something, I felt guilty Mm -hmm. that we went down the route of an allowance 
because then I had my own money. I didn't have to ask how to spend it. You I could do what you I want. I could do with what it. I wanted with it. Yes. Um, and what we actually ended up morphing that into was we both had an allowance, put air quotes yeah. around that word, where each time payment came in, whether it was my monthly invoicing or your biweekly because you had a, mm-hmm. you know, uh, out of out of the house job at the time. Um, we gave ourselves an allowance and kept everything in the bank and that way um, we both knew we always had cash that we weren't really accountable to the other four. Right. Um, so um, that was sort of the old way. Mm-hmm. Uh, then... And now, <laughs> yeah. our biggest stressor, which is common amongst all kinds of relationships, mm-hmm. is financial. Uh, if one of us starts feeling like maybe we're broke, we're not, by the way. But if we start feeling like we are, if we start feeling a pinch, uh, that is the quickest way to an argument that makes no sense. Yeah. Where one of us has to kind of, in the middle of it, I'll go, whoa, 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 what are we arguing about here? Mm. My favorite line is, I'll just bust out, you know we're on the same team, right? And that's usually enough to cut through like, wait, we're actually not arguing about anything productive. It's coming from a place of stress. Right. And when that happens, I mean, pandemics and politics aside, our biggest stressor (laughs) is if there's something that's going to stress us out mutually to the point that we're arguing, it is money. So um, one thing that we did then, we do now, we will always do, Mm -hmm. is we both have full access to all of the money. Yeah. All of the money. Now, one thing we should say, we do joint accounts. Some people will have a joint account for household things and then their own personal accounts. That's not a bad idea. That's how we started. Mm-hmm. When we first, first got together, that's how we started. Um, currently, because it works for us, we have joint everything. That right. will not work for everybody, only do what works for mm-hmm. you. But yes, we, we do joint accounts. Correct. And we both have total access to everything. I yeah. can see everything. You can see everything. True. We can pull money from, we can put money in, we can transfer, mm-hmm. move it around. Um, that is probably the thing I see the most in red flag predatory situations is yeah. an air quote dom will um, try to cut off access to their submissive partner's money. Say you can't, you don't have a say in the decisions, you don't need to see it, you don't need a password, you don't need a debit card. Fuck them is what I say about that. That is abuse. That, I mean, there's so many things that are abuse, that is abuse, okay? No, that is not how this works in power exchange. You still get to know shit. You still get to see shit. For a while, in the early days, this is another place we've morphed, knowing I had access was all I needed. I never looked at it. You took care of everything. You handled it when the bills came in. You paid them. My job was to mm-hmm. make sure like my portion of my income that was going towards household bills was in the bank when Correct. it needed to be in the bank. Yes. But that was it. That was about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, quite frankly, was, I was okay with that. As weirded out as I was, because it was very difficult to go from being the earner to being the higher paid earner to being not really, not earning money at all. And then when I was not earning as much as I'd even been used to, that was difficult. It it was difficult, but I I think from, from my perspective, it made it easier for you in a sense, because you knew me well enough by that point. And, and we had enough trust built between us that you knew that I was not one to just go off willy nilly 
Yeah. Spending money and... And in a weird way, as stressful as I found it, because it was so weird not to like be the main income person, it was also kind of freeing. It For about six months of my life, I went, <laughs> I don't have to think about the money. The, the lights are still on. The rent is still getting paid. This yeah. is a nice <laughs> life. What's funny is for me, that was a break. And mm. then I was, I, I was done with that. I'd had my break from having to worry about it. And then I was like, yes, but I want to know. What are we doing this month? How? Hmm. And the nice thing is, is that you never stopped me. You never like, the only time we get cagey with one another about money is at um, gift giving time. So around birthday time, we're like, don't look at the credit card uh, thing. Yeah. Or I took cash out, don't ask questions. Christmas mm-hmm. is the same way. Like we, we use the same pot of money. So it means that we kind of have to, t- we know what the thing is, is there's no pretending. We know when it's gift giving time around here. So yeah. it would be disingenuous to act like nothing is happening. So it's better just to go, just don't look at that for me. And we go, okay. And we hmm. have that established trust and relationship where if you tell me right. not to look at the credit card statement or the, you know, a certain part of an account uh, until a date. That's the one thing I'll say. You've always said until your birthday, until Christmas. Yeah. It's not like you're like, never look at that again. That would be a red flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be yeah, a red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing has not changed for all the changes that have occurred. You are still ultimately the decider. Yeah. Um, I tend to, uh, I don't want to say get my way. That sounds like I'm like, it sounds like I'm genuinely like sort of coming to you and like almost manipulating you into saying yes to me. And that's not the case. It's what it has done for me is it means I'm only coming to you for something I know we need, but we haven't talked about yet. Mm -hmm. Something that I really want and I can make the case for it. Uh, (laughs) Or something on my mind that I think there might be an interest to you as well. True. Um, And that's the things that are outside of the bounds of our our monthly bills and expenses, the things we know we're gonna spend. Um, That has not changed. But other than that, I think every every other facet of money in our power exchange has changed. Yeah, it, it has. Um, I mean, the, the, the big switch now is that you are the main earner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is actually the most comfortable uh, place for me to be. For you to be. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want I want your income to build, and we are working on mm-hmm. that, but I, I'm still, I'm happy being being there if i went back down to 2014 2015 income levels it would stress me the hell out yeah so it's like i want to maintain where i'm at and then i want to build you up so we're more even not Mm -hmm. because let me be clear here not because there's anything wrong with one partner making less money than the other partner that's just the nature of things sometimes sometimes it's a new business sometimes it's a new career sometimes you work in a field that just does not pay a lot of fucking money Mm -hmm. uh that that's fine there's there's no there should be no inherent value tied to that my comfort with that is that from the age of 19, I have been the earner in my household. I've been the top earner. I've earned the most money except for like an 18-month period Yeah. Uh, while I was de- developing my freelance life. And that was the most uncomfortable 18-month period of my life, money-wise, because I felt a little bit of out – I felt a little out of control. I was mm-hmm. happy to give up some of the control to you, 
Um, but I had a lot of internalized feelings of not being productive enough and not contributing enough. Now, never mind, I was taking care of the house, I was taking care of the kids, I was doing all of that labor, which absolutely is labor. If you had to pay for somebody to do all that labor, you better make six figures to afford them. But I didn't, <laughs> I did not yet see it that way. Yeah. Which that is one of the flips that has been, there's so many here. We're going to be a little over the place. That mm -hmm. is one of the flips that's been the most interesting. Yeah. So go ahead. So, you know, I, back at that point in the beginning, like she said, I, I was the main uh, breadwinner, so to speak. And, and I carried all the bills while, while she built up her work. And for those of you, I'll, I'll give a quick synopsis. Um, I was outed. And we did a whole episode on we it. We did a whole episode ago. on that. And because of the type job that I had being such so public, um, decided it was best for me to step back. And we did a, a you know, a, a complete flip with that. And and I went from being main breadwinner to then being a um, You were a house daddy. House daddy. You yeah. were a house daddy. Yeah. Um, at that point, her work had built up, and we were like, okay, let's, let, let's swap this a little bit. So to keep things, you know, relatively open for her to, to continue with her work, I took over a good portion of the household duties. And you know what? That was the moment. Two things happened there that helped me with my money life. Mm -hmm. That was the moment I could internalize better that that work is labor, even if it is unpaid and it is valuable. Two reasons. One, I knew we were treading into a landmine of bad tapes with you yeah. not having a steady income because my first marriage imploded in part from how many years we were together? 12 years of no steady income. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I knew that could be a difficult thing for me to like work through. Yeah, We were very open and honest with one another about that. We talked right. that through and I said, look, Here's, here's what I know from my, my previous relationship where it went wrong. If I'm doing all, all the work I'm doing to earn money and then I have to do the work of managing a household, this will not work. And you took it upon yourself and you, you did what needed to be done and I'm still appreciative of the things you do. <laughs> the one thing we negotiated was you don't do bathrooms and I went, right. you know what? If that's the only fucking thing I gotta do around here, I got that. Now I don't do bathrooms either, but they get done, that's all that matters. So <laughs> yeah. um, the other thing though is that when you would feel down on yourself because all you did was cook dinner, all you did was do the laundry, all you did was run kids here, there, and yonder, all you, and it was all this labor mm -hmm. that was, it's unpaid, but it is work. And you didn't feel like you were contributing. It was my, it, this is gonna sound so hokey. It was sort of my privilege and honor and, and whatever, pick some other hokey words, but also it taught me some things because it was my job to turn to you and go, whoa, 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 you are contributing. This isn't about the money. Yeah. If you don't do the things you do, I can't do the things mm -hmm. I need to do. And by telling you that until I think you internalized it, I think you believe it now, mm -hmm. um, I started to believe that. It, it took me a long time to accept that. Be I, I have worked I can't remember. You time. were. You told me you were like six and seven when you actually started working because yeah. you were working for your parents. Right. Yeah. The, and, I mean, they were wrong for what they did to him, but he yeah. was working. I, I mean, ever since I was was a, a young young kid, I I have worked and and earned money, 
in in some way, shape, or fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, when when I was in my twenties, I I had three jobs. Same. At one point. Same. Okay. <laughs> so there. you know, going from that to to stepping back, it, it was it was a big switch for me. I mean, now I look back at it, um, I am grateful for it because the way things happen, even though they did not happen in the best of ways, um, it saved me from a job that probably would have driven me over the edge at this point if I was still there. You're one of the most chill human beings I know, and that was starting to make your blood pressure go up. Your stress level working at that job was off the fucking charts. Yeah. Not because the job was hard, but because of the way things were managed, as most jobs tend to yeah. be. The the reason for how why they're awful mm-hmm. is often the people make doing the job around yeah. you. But you know, one thing did not change in that. Even then, when our incomes flipped, you were still the decider. You have been the decider the yes. whole way through. I do think though that the shift in how the responsibility of money changed came mm-hmm. about from that big change. And I don't know if it was a conscious decision or if it was just we were already ebbing and flowing in life and that yeah. sort of just shifted too at the same I mean, time. We, we did not really discuss it, mm-hmm. I think, the way we did in the beginning. Yeah, no, we didn't. You're right, we didn't. We didn't. Um, and it, um, it, it kind of morphed. And it it grew in such a way that we kind of fell into it. We were lucky in that we fell into it naturally. I think it's because we are cognizant of when there are problems, you have to say something. Mm-hmm. And what started happening is we you asked me to do a thing and I did not object to the first time you asked. And so... Once I did it, I started doing it and then I kept doing it. So the, one yeah. of the first things I started that I did was, um, and we did it together, but I'm, I ultimately made it and then managed it, which was we created budgets, budget worksheets and, and, yeah. and spreadsheets. Um, we did one for our monthly expenses budget. I had to, mm-hmm. that was, I think, when I finally immersed myself in our own household finances again, because I had to figure out what are all the bills we're paying, what amounts are due, when are they due? Because we were having to navigate a freelance income that technically should not be steady. I've been very fortunate, knock on wood, it has been steady. Mm-hmm. So we can plan a little bit better. Um, but once we went, we moved away from a steady bi-weekly payment that we knew how much it was gonna be every time to yeah. what's Kayla making this month and what day is she getting paid? We had to get really clear with our finances. I recommend for anybody in any relationship anywhere, if you are sharing money on any level, please come up with a budget, whatever your system is. There are apps for that, that you, pen and paperwork. You can use a spreadsheet on, you know, we used a Google uh, sheet or whatever, like whatever, whatever, whatever. But oh, sitting down and looking at this is what we spend on this. This is what we on average spend on these things. This is what we want to spend. I mean, we got it so detailed. I was like, how much are we spending on coffee each month? Y'all, we got a coffee mm-hmm. line in the budget. Um, and, you know, estimate, estimating out, we on average spend this much on groceries each month. On yeah. average, we spend this on that. Um, and that was when I started where we have come to in our 
financial power exchange, which is definitely a, a loosey goosey, easy kind of power exchange. There's nothing yeah. strict um, about it, which is I sort of became the administrator. <laughs> and the manager yes. yeah. of the money. You are the CEO. Mm-hmm. You decide. I mostly make sure all the pieces get together. So the way that looks now is I have the budget. When we got married, I created a sheet that was about the expenses of, you know, what we wanted, what we thought it was going to um, cost, what, like, based on estimates, what it did cost, yeah. due dates for payments, like, all kinds of stuff. I, I went down that rabbit hole. Um, we have also got a spreadsheet for paying down our debt when we plan that out. Those are things I make. Those are conversations we have together. Um, everything financial in our power exchange is mutually discussed. The big decisions, like which debt to pay down first, we paid down a lot of debt before we moved out of the Tampa Bay area Mm -hmm. before when we knew we were going to sell the condo and eventually buy the house we're in now. Um, and we... Thankfully, we were on the same page um, to do that. I think the only time there was any debate back and forth was what to pay first and how much and what method to use and how to get that done. Right. And you, uh, I, unless I feel so strongly about something that I just I can't see straight without getting my way, which is rare. I know <laughs> most people would think I'm always like that, and I'm really not. When I trust the person I'm working with, I'm a lot more flexible um, I deferred to you ultimately. Like I would mm-hmm. come at you with strong arguments, but the nice thing was, and this is, I think a, a good power exchange thing to know, regardless of the topic, finance or otherwise, you have never used the bullshit because I said so. If you didn't no. like my idea and you had your own idea, you always came at me with solid reasons. Right. And so I could then choose to agree or disagree with your reasons, but because of the nature of our relationship, I tend to go, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm and, good with and that. And there, there have been times that you've come up with an idea I'm not too sure about it. And I've even said, well, okay, let's do this. We'll give it a try and see how it goes. If it doesn't work, we backtrack and shift gears. Right, exactly. And that's another thing. In the decision-making process, the reason I can give you so much latitude for the decisions is because that's how you look at it. Mm-hmm. We'll go down this path. If it doesn't work, we'll try. You're also never been afraid to go, ooh, baby girl, I was wrong. We should have done your way first. It's rare, but it happens. <laughs> I mean, I'm practically floating every time I hear how right I am, but it's mm-hmm. fine, it's fine. Um, so yes, I became the admin and the manager, and I. so all those spreadsheets, so we knew how much money we were spending, how much money on average was coming in, mm-hmm. what we could expect, how much we thought we could, I mean, and we carried that, we did that from the time you stopped working at your old job until we moved out of the Tampa Bay area because those spreadsheets were what helped us plan yes. for the move and all of that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the way finances work for us now, um, I am elbow deep in all of the accounts all of the time. I am constantly transferring money from business account to personal account, from personal checking to savings. Um, I pay one kid's allowance by transferring the money into his checking account. Mm -hmm. Um, My job has become, there are certain bills I pay, whereas you used to pay all of them. Correct. There are certain bills you pay 
for no real reason. It's really arbitrary. It's just comfort mm-hmm. level. But my job is to figure out how much money we need in the personal account to pay those bills yeah. and then move that money over. And then my job is to go, Daddy, the money's in the account. And then I go in and pay the account. And then when he hasn't paid them in a couple of days, I go, Daddy, have you paid the bills? Yes. And then he goes, oh, thank you for the reminder. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, no, really, did you pay the bill? And it's not like it's <laughs> awful, but as as that admin person, you get busy you're like, oh, I will do this tonight after dinner. After dinner comes, not thinking about it. My job as one, a person mm-hmm. who likes the lights to come on every month and to have a yeah. house, but two, as the submissive is to support you in that and go, right. hey, have you done that yet? Mm-hmm. And remind you until you get it done. And I, I am grateful at this point that you do handle the accounts. Mm. I, I truly am. That is a big service to me. And I have it, control issues, so I really love it. So it, <laughs> it works it, out it well. It works out to me because of the nature of what we do and what we have, mm-hmm. the multiple accounts. Yeah, there's, there's many, many accounts Okay, now. trying to juggle that, it is much easier mm-hmm. that way. And, you know, with paying the bills, we have worked up a, a system that whatever bill can be put on auto pay mm-hmm. is on auto pay. And yep. that is a fantastic thing. That took a lot of uh, the stress off of both of us. Now, yes. one thing and this, I think other people do this in, in other career mm-hmm. and where's where your income comes from. But we do this now as our, our mutual uh, self-employed life um, where we actually, <clears throat> we can only do this because you have the discipline for it. I struggle with the discipline with a credit card. I'm actually, after what I've done to my credit score four separate occasions now, mm. um, I am very careful <laughs> about and nervous about using credit cards. We actually use a credit card to pay all of the bills that can can be paid by credit card. There are mm-hmm. certain things like your car note can't be paid on a credit card. Right. Your student loan can't be paid on a credit card. At least mine can't. Certain things, mortgage. But the things that can go on a credit card go on a credit card. And that way, because the freelance life means that I'll get paid from one person on like the second of the month and another person on like the 10th of a month. And then one invoice might not get paid for 45 days. And so the money is always kind of coming in real scattered. And so we did that, but we only did that. And it only works for us because you were the decider. I don't put something on a credit card unless it's uh, an established expenditure that we've Mm -hmm. already discussed. Or I've gone to you and gone, hi, I would like to buy this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you I, say, it's okay. I got, I, <laughs> and, and this goes way back to, to meeting you, but I, I had um, fun with credit cards, mm. uh, insert sarcasm, uh, early on in my life. And I learned that lesson the hard way, the quick way. And I, I, at that point, I was just like, nope, this is, you know, this is how they're going to be treated. And, and that's how I, I stayed with them ever since. And so that would be something I would tell anybody out there who's like, okay, how do we want to handle our money in our power exchange? Mm-hmm. You have to know yourself. And if one of you is more disciplined than the other and can handle the responsibility of being the disciplined one, then you lean into the person who's disciplined. If it was up to me, I just wouldn't do credit cards because I can't trust myself. Um, I was a sophomore in college, had tanked the credit score I had just gotten. I got out of college about a month later, tanked it again. Um, A few years into my marriage, after we bought the house, tanked it again. Uh, Went through the divorce. And that time I did not... did not stupidly 
tank my credit score. It's just div- single life, two kids, yeah. can't pay all the bills. It tanked again. I am finally at a point in life where I'm like, oh, look, I feel like I have an ad- adult level credit score. And it's because of you. And I wish credit scores didn't matter. But if you want to buy things like houses or cars or get credit cards and not pay the highest interest rate ever, mm-hmm. credit scores end up mattering. I mean, Lord, the financial world doesn't think you exist if you don't have a credit right. score. So we we leaned heavily on your strengths in mm-hmm. order to be able to do that because we do have this weird, wonky income revenue life of when our money comes in, where it comes from, right. how we can then pay bills on time, which is what allowed us to do auto pay. When I was broke, nothing went on auto pay because in any given week I was like, okay, is this the week I can pay this bill <laughs> or this bill? It is mm-hmm. not the week I can pay both. Yeah. So if you don't have any money, don't ever feel bad you're not on auto pay. I feel you, I've been there. Um, so yes, I, I am constantly transferring money. And the reason I'm constantly transferring money, and this is what's so funny, this is, this happens in any, I think, partnership or relationship. When you realize one of you has strengths that the other doesn't, it means you don't have to think about those things anymore. So let me give you a perfect example. Okay. I have, technically I have three PayPal accounts. Don't tell PayPal. You're not <laughs> supposed to do that. Got three. So I have income coming into those three, one of which I don't transfer out of that PayPal account, but it's there, I manage it. So I've got two main PayPal accounts where my income is coming into. Then we have our business bank, a checking account and our business savings account. On any given day, money is coming into one of those four places. My job is to get it out of some of those places and into one centralized location. That's the business account. From the business account, it is then my job to move it. It doesn't need to go into business savings. Does it need to go into personal checking or personal savings for us to use for our expenses, our personal expenses. And so I'm constantly moving money around. So it only makes sense that I then am the one who's figuring out how much do you need to pay this bill? What day is that due? Let's get that done. What that has meant though, is that you can have money in your PayPal account and go two weeks with, man, I need to move that money over. And I'm like, yes, I am so glad you only have that one to deal with. (laughs) Because, yeah, and I'm glad that is a rarely used financial feature because you mm-hmm. are fully in charge of it. I know if I asked for your login, you would give it to me. I can probably mm-hmm. guess the password right now. Um, and I could yeah. do it myself. And I and you could come to me because of the nature of our power exchange and say, baby girl, here's my login information for this. I'm gonna need you to take care of that PayPal account. Mm-hmm. And I would. Yeah. It sound people think that when somebody's the one handling the money or moving the money that they are in charge of the money. Sometimes they are. Yeah. In our case, it's it's an act of service to keep all of us organized mm-hmm. and this uh, financial train of a life moving. So neither of us is back in that place. We both definitely were in our twenties of, oh crap, did I forget to pay a bill this month? Or did I not have the money to pay a bill this month? So yeah. we've come a long way from that point. I would like to give hope to anybody out there that mm-hmm. there's there's a lot that goes into it. Some of it's luck, but you can move away from your broke twenties yeah. to a certain extent. Um, does happen but now someone in in the in the in the live chat talked about how they they don't like auto pay because they like having control mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and oh same i used to I, feel the same I, way i can relate to that i i had felt the same way for a long long time yep. um matter of fact you um brought it up to me 
early on in our relationship about setting up some things on auto pay. And I resisted. You did. And with, I with wanted it because I kept forgetting. Of my being. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't like um, it at first. For, for numerous reasons. And when things changed and it, it kind of became a, I, I, I don't want to say a necessity, but it, it became more of a um, positive option because of the way our income streams changed. Mm-hmm. It made more sense, it, I it think. It made more sense. And when we went to it, for me, it was a, while it was at first a little difficult to give up that control. You didn't trust autopay for a long time. No, I didn't. <laughs> but it, it became much more stress-free. Yeah, and that was that was the argument I was making for several things. There was the whole, do we put our life on a credit card? Mm-hmm. Pay, we pay it off when it's due so we avoid the interest charges, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, the auto pay argument. And my whole thing, every time I would bring it to him, once I felt like we could, like maybe it was an option, was yeah. this will reduce the stress in our life. Wouldn't you like to have less stress in your life? I'm tired of talking about this every single day. What bill got paid when? What? How about we make our life easier? easier how about we streamline some things mm-hmm. and take a few things off our plate what ends up happening when you take a few things off your plate some other things fill up that space but yeah. at least we weren't talking about the water bill or the electric bill mm-hmm. or the whatever anymore um and so that was um that was helpful to both of us but it it because you were the decider it took me doing what i expect you to do which is mm-hmm. i can't just come to you and ask for something because i want it if when it's a big life-changing thing. I can ask her nail polish because I want it. But if yeah. I'm like, hey, let's put our whole life on a credit card and turn auto pay on for everything we possibly can, yeah. you there was a big wall for you that was really hard for you. And if I could not come with good arguments for it, there was yeah. no way I was going to convince you of it. And quite frankly, every big financial decision that I ask him to consider, I have learned I have to do that. I have also learned if you are a submissive in this kind of situation where you bring these things to your dominant partner and they don't always tell you what you want to hear. I have also learned that it's another place where that awful P word is needed, patience. I wanted us, now this is weird. I don't, I can't remember what my reasoning was anymore, but I did want it. I wanted us to go on unlimited data for our cell phone plan. I was trying to streamline our life. I was tired of mm-hmm. watching our data. And did we hit our gigs, our, our limit this month? Oh no, I don't, I got a text from AT&T. We're about, and it was just, it was uh, stressful. So I did all the research. I did research on switching to different carriers. I did research on staying with AT&T, but changing our plan. That was a six month conversation. Mm-hmm. I came to him the first time. Oh, he resisted. He did not like it. I made the rookie mistake of trying, I think like a week later. <laughs> hey, have you had time to think about that? And it ended up in an argument. And we, again, we don't argue often. And when we do, it's usually over money. And technically mm-hmm. this switch was partially a parenting argument, if I'm remembering correctly, but also a money argument. I had to wait and wait. Like I had said my piece, I had brought the data, I had brought the information. You did. I was pulling up uh, screens, I was reading terms of conditions and service, the fine print to him, I, was, I had done all of that and he was still resistant to it. And 
because we are so open on all money things, that resistance was not a scary thing. It was not a red flag. It was a, I'm not here for it. And you said I'm the decider and I'm deciding no. I had to stop pushing because the more I pushed, the more you pushed back and it was a harder no. And I was never going to get my mm-hmm. way. And I was like, but this makes so much fucking sense to alleviate you know, this laundry list of issues. And I had to be patient and I waited and I let it, I said nothing for probably three months. Very difficult for me. <laughs> and then something, I don't know, I don't know, I don't remember what it was. I think you were complaining that I had done all that research on AT&T, so AT&T had started emailing you, and you joked about it. And I was like, oh, he's in a, he can say the, the name AT&T cell service and not growl. This might be my opening. And I slid right in there, and I... Didn't use all the same arguments. I have found, and this is a, a conflict thing. This isn't a specific to money thing. It's really easy when you want to get your way to stay on the same point you've made 85 times as if you just say it with a slightly different intonation. They'll finally see it your way on the 86th time. You've already said those words. Those words didn't move them. I don't remember anymore what I said. But I, I came at it from a different angle mm-hmm. and I came at it at the right time and you were receptive to it. And lo and behold, I have unlimited data. Now, right. never mind. We as a family now, use three gigs a month, but I've got unlimited data and now, that's what I want. I will say, <laughs> which which was reason for me smiling the whole time listening to this. Afterwards, you even admitted to me, though, that because we waited... <laughs> We had actually paid off two of our phones. We had. We were going to have a we, our bill wasn't going to be as high. We had paid off two oh, of our God. phones. And by waiting, you admitted to me, yeah, I, I guess it was a good thing we waited, mm-hmm. got what I wanted. Because that was the argument I was able to come back to you with because I was like, wait, we've just saved 50 bucks on our plan. Mm-hmm. We will only be increasing it by like $10, something something minimal. That was it. So I had a new argument. It was that dreaded P word. It was fucking patience. Yeah. So yeah. in the long run, yes, it was worth the wait to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, things mm-hmm. work out the way they're supposed to. Um, but anyway, you know, even even now with, with things being the way that they are financially, um, you know, even, even with me, I mean, I don't really talk to you about the small things. I mean, I don't really, you know, oh, I'm buying an ebook or, you know, this, yeah, I was actually kind of really thing. surprised when you're like, man, I've got, I'm buying like an ebook a week now. I'm like, you are? Cause I don't look at the credit card statement that closely unless mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, why is this number not quite the same? Um, as it has been every month. And uh, I was like, oh, you are? And what was funny was you doing that made me feel more relaxed because they're small, like 99 cents, 2.99, you know, a freaking library, but still inexpensive. And I was like, oh, you mean I could do that? And it was so funny because I went, wait, you mean I could do that? And you're like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to, man, I went on an ebook buying spree after that level of permission. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, I and I'm I'm gonna say there are things that you know I I will not talk to her about buying an ebook. You know, if I go out and buy a cigar here and there, you're gonna 
tell me that you uh, went out and did it at some point anyway. anyway. I'm going to fi- know about it yeah. ultimately. Now, you know, what I will do is if I need a tool. That's another change that's come up. Yeah. You know, because our business monies are so blended at this point. Well, and our business is set up in, in legally in a way that we are under one giant umbrella. We're, it's all we're under one, one business. Roof, yeah. Um, you know, if, if you know I'm going to Woodcraft or Rockler to buy some wood to get some little supplies, you know, nothing said. It is what it is. And you tell me, I'm going to Rockler. I'm going to Woodcraft. I know what that means. I'm going to buy right. supplies. Right. Okay. There's no conversation mm-hmm. at that point. Now, when it comes to big tool, we will sit down and discuss that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel... You know, there are some who might say, oh, well, you know, you're the big D. You should just be able to do what you want. No, I should not. That's not how partnership uh, that, works. That's not how a partnership works. Um, whatever I do, whatever I spend, especially on a big ticket item, it affects everybody. It affects her. It affects the kids. It affects everybody involved with the family. It is something we talk about first. And I've never I've never vetoed anything, but I have raised concerns. Right. And after those conversations, you've gone, hmm, let me rethink that. Let me wait. Mm-hmm. Let me make a different decision. Yeah. Ultimately, again, you're still the decider. And we're fortunate. We've not yet come upon something where I am vehemently opposed and you're vehemently like, fuck it, I'm going right. to do it anyway. Like, we just don't. Part of it is we are primed to want to uh, cooperate with one another. Correct. We are primed to want to negotiate it out, find mm-hmm. a middle path forward. So both of us, if we're not ecstatic, we're at least satisfied with the outcome as of right Correct. now. Um, you happen to be one of the most patient people I know anyway. So I know <laughs> you. If I'm like, I don't think right now is a good time. You're like, I'll just wait it out. It'll be fine. You know, I'll, it'll happen. Um, Patient, but, yeah. Let's see. Willing to wait four months for a new tool. Yes, well, you already spent the money on the tool. Yeah. The money's gone. Um, the other thing I really appreciate that we we kind of did in, at the early stages of our relationship, but nothing like we do now. And I think it's because we are essentially business partners just as much as we are a power exchange couple. Right. Um, you actively ask my opinion and you just like I come to you on personal expenses I'm like here's a thing I think we should do here's all my reasoning here's Mm -hmm. all the math here's the spreadsheet I made you do the same thing to me but with business stuff right where when it was a new any new tool any especially big new tool it's like okay Mm -hmm. here's what I want here's and the nice thing is I don't have to ask about your research your research skills are impeccable you've already researched (laughs) about 95 years before you come and talk to me about it. But you tell me, you know, I've done my research. This is the best thing. Blah, blah, blah. Here's the price. And then, and I think some people will find this unheard of in a power exchange relationship. And I have one question. Why? Uh, Because this should not be unheard of. You will then ask my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I have my method of trying to make financial decisions and figure out what I think about something. It's just to ask more questions. You know, what will this do for this thing? How will this work with that? Uh, what will this mean for this other thing you're already See, doing? Like, all, and, and then by asking those questions and you and I having a conversation, 
I think once the only thing I said was, I think that's great, but I think it should wait. Yeah. And I, that was the only thing see, I said. Here's here's what I'm here's what I'm gonna say on that on that aspect. You know, yes, I am the decider. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you ain't lying, boy. When I get sit down to research something, I, I reach research it to the nth degree. Yes. But you know, I said this before, I look at DS as almost being like a manager, a, a leadership. Leader, not manager, but yeah, okay. I get what you mean. Okay. And regardless of, of what I decide, I am not infallible. All right. As much as I try to look at things from every aspect, sometimes there may be something I miss. So by asking you your opinion, your thoughts, you may garner something that I previously did not. Right. I'm going to have my own perspective. Right. I'm going to come at it from an angle that I never have. I always have questions because, Mm -hmm. one, we have that easy way of talking. Right. And when you – it's weird how my business mind seems to work way different than my my personal life mind because when we're talking business, I got a lot of questions and I'm I'm pretty pointed with them and (laughs) – and. And that I just don't do in the other parts of our life. I don't understand why. When it's our personal life, I'm like, okay, daddy. Unless I don't like it. And I'm like, okay, daddy. Uh, But in business life, I'm like, actually, could could I get a pie chart from you so I can see how this breaks down? What will this do to production time? What will this do to production costs? How will this change output? Like, I don't know who who that person is, but she's got questions. Um, But it, you and I... Could not. I'm not saying we couldn't have. If we had tried to be a business together five years ago, early on in our relationship, mm-hmm. it would not have been as mostly easy, mostly seamless as it is now. Because sure. the thing that we've developed within our power exchange is the thing that works for us in business, which is the thing that works for us with money across all facets of our life. And mm-hmm. that is trust and communication. Communication, yeah. Absolutely. We trust each other to tell us whatever. The hard stuff, the good stuff, the small stuff, the important stuff, the not important stuff. We trust the other to speak up when there is a problem. So I... If you're not the only one of the few times when we do argue that I get really mad is when you have been thinking a thing and you haven't been saying it because I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. how do I move through life as a confident, self-assured, not just human, not just partner to John Brownstone, but submissive to John Brownstone? If I am constantly wondering, well, what's not being said? What aren't I being told? The the moment I became a more confident partner was the moment I knew that you would say whatever it is you need to say or that I could ask whatever I needed to ask. And I didn't have to walk around wondering what wasn't being said, what I wasn't Mm. being told. And so that translates into all facets of our life, including money. So you are the decider. And yet you absolutely lean on me to manage it for you to ask the questions, to come at it from an angle, to make your decisions. You do not, you've in no part of our relationship, do you consistently make unilateral decisions. Every once in a while there'll be a unilateral decision. It usually involves fuckery. 
I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> the, only time, the only thing I want to be asked is, are you up for this? How does your stomach, mm-hmm. head, whatever part of your body usually hurts feel today? Right. Make the rest of the decisions. You know what the fuck I like? I'm good. But all of these other decisions that are about the partnership more than they are about the power exchange, you give me the respect, the courtesy, the care to get my feedback, to get my opinion, Mm -hmm. to do things that benefit us both, not just you. If you do something that benefits just you, you turn around and go, okay, I did this thing for me, what are you doing for you? Because yeah, you do get to buy, you know, you buy eBooks, you buy cigars, you buy these little things for yourself. You don't say anything. You don't have to say anything. Mm -hmm. There's small enough expenditures. We're at a point in our life where we shrug it off. And you're like, well, here, go do this thing. Go do that thing. Go have a good time with that. Mm -hmm. And it's never (laughs) that like one of the top red flags I see in power exchange of, I can do something that you can't do because I'm the dom. Fuck that shit is what I say. Fuck it. That's bullshit. Okay. We, you might get to do something in a different way than I do it because you're the dom. Mm-hmm. But it is never all for you and none for me. Right. Never, ever. And, and that definitely includes money and, and financial decisions. And somebody asked it if the decider has to be the dom. And, and here's what I'm going to say to that in, in this aspect. You possess strengths and knowledge that I do not have, Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. I play to your strengths. If there is something that you have absolutely more knowledge and more insight over me, I'm going to ask your opinion. I'm going to trust your judgment in that. And I'm going to go with that Mm -hmm. because I am not going to feel comfortable making a decision based on something I have absolutely no understanding of. The other thing I like about you is it's so rare and it hasn't happened in a long time. When we're diametrically opposed on a thing, Mm -hmm. you won't make a decision at all if you can help it. If you you have time, Mm -hmm. if you're like, I want to do X and I go, "Mm, I want to do Y. You're like, oh, we're going to do neither for right now until we figure this out. Right. Because the the thing about what allows, in my opinion, what allows finances to be worked into a power exchange is the trust, the communication, for sure. But it is the lack of the my way or the highway kind of thinking. And I say that as somebody who is well aware that there are doms out there, great doms, who very much feel that way. They want what they want when they want it. Guess what? So do baby girls, just so you know. <laughs> You're closer to a baby girl than you realize. Um, if that hurt you in your dom feelings, I'm not no. upset about it. Um, but just because you want what you want. I mean, I want shit I want, but the the rules of life mean I don't always get what I want. Mm-hmm. And the thing that allows me to give you that level of control is partly that you don't have that attitude. You're like, yeah, I want what I want, but also I'm pragmatic and I'm not an ass. And so sometimes I don't get what I want and I'm an adult enough to be able to handle that and to be okay with it and to recognize in retrospect, ooh, it's probably a good thing I didn't get what I wanted at that moment. There was a better way. We all want what we want. Right. Everybody wants what they want, but the reality of it is, Mm -hmm. you know, coin a, a, a song, you know, 
You might not get what you want, but you get what you need. Sometimes. Some yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. That's exactly what you get. Yeah. Which is so frustrating because I really wanted that thing. <laughs> um I have to part of you being the decider in money is so integrated into who we are. I don't always consciously think about it. And because we are we do still do everything as a team, even in that, it doesn't always feel like you're the decider. And yet I know you are because I am grown ass woman. I could go do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. I could go spend that thing. I could go buy that thing. I could go do this with that money. I could go make these financial decisions. I'm capable of it, but I don't. I choose not to. It's like every other part of submission. I could do it for myself. Mm. I could make my own decision. I choose Mm. not to. And I continue to choose not to after all of these years together, because you continue to show that you are worthy of me making that choice, that I can I can trust you with that decision. I can trust you with my submission because mm-hmm. you've never once taken advantage of it for your own pur- selfish purposes. And that is what is meaningful. Um, financial power exchange to a certain extent, and I, want, I, I don't wanna call it financial power exchange, but, but money in your power exchange relationship is one of those things that I think If you're gonna do it at all, and let me remind you what we said at the top, you don't have to. There's no requirement here. There should be no expectation either. Money is too much of a uh, a thing to be wielded over other people, Mm -hmm. just be handing over that kind of control or demanding that kind of control. But if you want it at some level to be part of your power exchange, my recommendation would be it should never be in the first top five things you start with. That's the, I actually do trust this person with many parts of me, including my mind and body, they've proven that I can trust them. We've been together for a while. There's some, some whatever your marker is, mm-hmm. th- they've passed those tests. It's like, like let's say there's a hundred things on your th- list of what you'd like to incorporate into a power exchange. I don't really recommend that. That's a long ass list, but okay. Um, <laughs> let's say there's a hundred. Money, I would, 99? hundred, like the the last, the furthest down on the list of priorities of where to gain control or give control. Now, I know that one of the things some people do say that they like control of money in, in a power exchange for is for those people who are overspenders, who do not have good mm-hmm. money habits yet. It's a little bit like weight loss and um, eating healthy foods and other changes, habit changes we wanna make that we struggle with. Um, things we we wish we didn't do when we feel like we can't stop ourselves, so we want that external force to stop us. Um, that is that is going to be personal to everybody. Um, my problem was I had to be told to go spend money because I was for shit at spending money on myself. And I, and I, and I still do at this <laughs> point at, at times have hey, to tell you, hey, you know, do this for yourself. You deserve it. My online shopping habit in the pandemic has proven that that, that uh, problem well. is no more. I have almost <laughs> the opposite problem now. Um, and that's a separate thing. Allowing somebody to tell you, yes, you can buy that new nail polish or that Mm -hmm. new tool or that new thing is much different than saying, here's all my logins to all my bank accounts. Uh, Yeah, you get to decide what happens with money. I mean, we're talking of varying degrees here. So that's what I mean when I say that part of the money should be way, way, way at the bottom of the list in a new relationship. But those kinds of habit things where you just want somebody that will hold you accountable for the decisions 
you have to make for yourself because they're not there to snatch your wallet out of your hand and run out of the room mm -hmm. or something. Um, that might be something different. And I do know people use that in their power exchange. And if you find that helpful, that's good. It does not mean that they should have charge over your like actual yeah. account though, y'all. So just, just I mean, know it's, that. It's, it's, it's a big topic. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that's very different for, for, for different people. Um, some people are willing to to give up that responsibility and other people for other people it's it's a hard limit mm -hmm. and and that's fine there is no wrong way or right way it's what works for you and that's the that's i think sometimes the frustrating part but also kind of the magical part which is the finding what works for you yeah episode 13 we had a way that worked for us at the time part of that was because i was struggling against things that i will probably forever struggle against on some level. Um, and part of it was the change in our income and all these things that were just part of our relationship at the time. And now five years on, the relationship is essentially the same, but the mm -hmm. factors of our life and how we look at things and how we uh, treat money and, how, and the amount of money we earn and how we earn, and like all these things have changed. And so therefore we've had to navigate a new path to figure out what works for us and Weirdly, in the beginning, it was a very highly negotiated thing. We're going to do yeah. this. We won't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, yeah, that feels right. Now, mm -hmm. in five years from now, we might make a complete script flip. And it yeah. might not be this way at all. And that is letting go of the false <laughs> belief or expectation that the, the way you do a thing on day one is the way you're supposed to do it on day 100 or five years later or whatever, yeah. letting go of that is very freeing because what it means is that when something doesn't feel like it's working, it's a little bit easier mm -hmm. to go, this doesn't feel like it's working you, anymore. You, 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 you have to be, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to say and change is something that's difficult. Some people resist change, but you know, to, to say, you know, this is how we started, this is how we're gonna stay. You know, you stay so rigid that you are not um, going to to change. You remain so rigid and so 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 snowy. Eventually, going to break. Yeah, yeah. Please it, learn it, to bend. Eventually, you, otherwise you know, it will break. Yeah. So. Um, CDC asked a question in the live stream. I'm not mm -hmm. sure I can answer it, but we will try. Um, CDC says, what was the first financial DS thing you thought about and carried through with? Hmm. Weirdly, it was food related. <laughs> yeah. I was struggling with my eating habits as I still do now at age 41. Thanks. Um, and I, I'm, I'm a big drive through person. I'm a big, big, let me go buy that thing to eat because it mm -hmm. looks yummy, tastes yummy, whatever. And it was weird because it was me giving you control over those dietary habits right. that it was a financial control as well. Because mm -hmm. if you said, no, I couldn't buy that thing. Right. No, you can't buy that thing. Mm -hmm. And then alternatively, probably the second thing was, yeah, you need to buy that thing for yourself. Why, why aren't you buying that thing for right. yourself? Yeah. And that... Yeah, we're still there. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's probably one common thing that has not changed. Sometimes you're like, no, you're not buying that thing for yourself. You yeah. don't need that thing. Mm -hmm. And other times you're like, why aren't you buying that thing for yourself? Go buy that mm. thing for yourself. Mm. Yeah. And I I do get a little thrill 
even though I know I have to be, uh, I have to be aware that I might be disappointed. I do get a little thrill when there's a thing I really want, really, really super want, and I want to order it and I have to come ask you. So, um, I bought some nail polish from Hollow Taco, uh, because they were cat themed and I I want all <laughs> look I want all the hollow taco nail polishes for somebody who does not wear regular nail polish on my fingers uh, that's what I want but I knew I could make the argument if I came to you and went look they're cat themed there's this cat and that cat and they've got nail polishes can I buy this um and it was cheaper than the normal hundred dollar things that are sold on that site mm-hmm. and uh and I knew by asking that you might say no. And I had to be ready for that disappointment. I had to accept that I might be disappointed. That is the hard part. I think that's why, that's not the only reason why, but I think that is a reason why some people do steer clear of this because they don't wanna have to be told. (laughs) If you're a grown ass person who's been buying your own shit for your whole adult life, you might not want another adult to go, no, you can't buy that. Yeah. It it takes a moment to adjust. And so I was like, please, daddy, I want this thing. And I got it. And it felt so good to get that yes. It was a little, there's a little bit, maybe I am genuinely a masochist because there's that little bit of fear <laughs> that he might say no. But I was like, I kind of like this feeling. I don't, the anticipation's killing me. The other one that I'm going to be coming to you probably in the next month with as well, it's oh. a repeat. So James Welsh on YouTube, skincare uh-huh. person, every six months or so, he'll do like a special skincare box with some company and it'll be like a whole like five products you need for your skincare routine and and it's not cheap and he did that in like april or may and i came to you it was seven o'clock in the morning (sighs) y'all i woke up saw that this was had been posted to youtube know that they sometimes sell out (sighs) 705 i've still got sleep crusties in my eyes i'm like daddy daddy I want this and let me tell you how, I mean, I came prepared, okay? Still had bad morning breath, barely dressed, yeah. hair sticking up, but I'm like, but I would really like to buy this thing before it sells out, daddy. And I didn't know what you would say to right. that. Um, but there was still, there was that, it it certainly puts me in a deeply submissive place, definitely mm. a baby girl place, because it is rare that I'm willing to go. Actually, I like that enough I really, for myself, it serves no purpose, but for me, I would like to buy that. So then to be at a place where I'm comfortable enough to go, ooh, I'm gonna ask for this, and then know that I have to live, potentially live with disappointment. I'm deeply in a submissive space and very much a baby girl mm. space. And I wonder sometimes if that is part of the allure, because you even, like one, even when you're sort of torturing me with your sadistic self of maybe he'll say yes, maybe he won't, <laughs> you still kind of give me this smile. Like you're so happy to sort of see me there going, daddy, can I have this thing? <laughs> I will be doing that when James Walsh drops his next collab box okay. thing. Just be prepared. Um, but it, uh, that's why, because everything else works, yeah. If it didn't work, I would reject it. At this point, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm confident enough in who I am as a submissive and in our power exchange, if it didn't work, I'd be like, fuck this, we're not doing it anymore. But it works. But the rewarding part is there are those kinds of moments. They don't happen very often, but when yeah. they do, they're super satisfying. Now, granted, I say that because so far, knock on wood, he hasn't said no <laughs> to things when I ask like yeah. that. He totally said no to the the unlimited data plan on our cell service for six months. Um, but, you know, and and that that is the fun part of it. Even though I know the answer could be no, that is the fun part of it. 
And so because the rest, the serious part works, then I, I can in, indulge and embrace that part of it. Mm-hmm. So did we help anybody? I don't know. Did we say anything interesting? I don't know. We sure talked a lot. We sure as fuck talked a lot. Yeah. Um, finances are very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there is no one right way for everybody. Fuck anybody who tries to tell you otherwise. <laughs> um, the one thing, the one thing that I think is universal, genuinely universal is that no matter what level of control one partner has over the other with finance, everybody needs to have access to the money, the information. Even if you don't use it. I had Mm -hmm. access for over a year and didn't touch it. I just, having the access was all that mattered. Knowing where I could go get the password, knowing I had a login. I didn't need to use it at that point. I could leave it alone. Um, I think the same is true for you. You almost never go into the business accounts because Mm -hmm. you know I'm all up in there. Right. Um, So, no matter what, you deserve to have access, especially once you start doing some joint account stuff. Like, definitely, because oh, yeah. here's the sad reality. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow. If I don't know how to get into the fucking bank account, what the fuck happens to life? If you just got sick. Yeah. I mean, life still has to go on. I know many of us want to live in the fantasy of a, a full power, time power exchange where the vanilla life never intrudes, except <laughs> vanilla <laughs> life's going to vanilla and it will always intrude. Yeah, well. Okay. Um, and so the pragmatic, safe thing to do is to always know you can get your hands on that money that you're sharing right. or that somebody else has control over, whatever, mm-hmm. and run the fuck away from anybody who says, no, you don't need that. Right. Okay. You, Having access does not mean you use that access, but it means you could if you had to. So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. Right. Um, as with all things, this was just our tales, our adventures, mm-hmm. our viewpoint. Um, you do you on the money. Just be safe. Just be, yeah. just think yeah. it through. Um, so right. that is it. We do have a bonus yeah. section. Yeah. Um, God, the emoji of the week was easy because of this topic. So yay for that. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, are we good? <laughs> Probably not. As good as we can be, right? Sure. Okay. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Dottie. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? Yes. Yes, you may. Thank you, Dottie. Moji of the week is the the money there's there's one that's um you know what i'll take the money symbol from wherever you're from because i know there's dollar signs i know there's pound signs and i don't know what other euro i know there's that i don't know what else there is because i don't keep up with that stuff but whether it's a big colorful emoji or if it's just the from your keyboard whatever the money symbol from your uh country of either origin or just where you're living now the way you're spending money now what money symbol do you use uh obviously i would be dollars um so yeah um i'm not gonna go into the uh big um uh, what am i calling it uh, bonus section news until he gets back so i will answer a question that came through in the live stream chat which uh cat asked did i like the hollow taco nail polish i do so I got hollow, for anybody who's like, hollow taco, taco the way you're thinking of it. Yeah, T-A-C-O, hollow, H-O-L-O, hollowtaco.com. Um, 
It is, I got the Minchie and Xyler, those are the names of the owner's cats. I got those nail polishes and one is a glittery pink, one is a glittery orange. They are beautiful because they're super glittery because of the holographic whatever's in them. Uh, it takes three coats for me to get full coverage. I only use them on my toes. I don't use them on my, my fingernails. A regular nail polish chips way too fast for me and my nails. I just can't handle it. But, um, but then it lasted, I, I got really lazy when I put the orange glitter polish on and I did not change my toenail polish for easily eight weeks. And it was on the eighth week before it finally chipped for the first time. Um, and that was impressive. So it did not look good because my nails had grown out. It was not, it was not cute. It was not cute at all. Um, but the polish really, really lasted. Now the thing with glitter polish is there's no just swiping uh, acetone over it and the polish coming off. You have to just kind of soak them with like a cotton pad or a cotton ball or whatever you're using to kind of like soften it up so that you can then wipe it off. But yeah, it was, they're pretty colors. The, when you get enough coats on, um, the color on your nail is true to the color in the bottle. Uh, and then yeah, on my toes, at least it took forever to chip. I want more Hollow Taco. She's got two relatively new collections. One just dropped, one dropped a few months ago. I want them all, but also <laughs> that's a lot of money to spend on nail polish that will only ever go to my toes. <laughs> oh god oh my goodness okay so um our uh, podcast listeners you can't see uh jb came back and is sitting down next to me so now i will talk about oh oh, you're waiting for me i was plus i answered a question about hollow taco Uh, okay yeah everybody in my you know family is like what do you want for for christmas this year kayla and i'm like so there's this store called hollowtaco.com and then there, and that's the nail polish one. And then there's a store called Fat Quarter Shop. That's the quilting one. Uh, I'm like, gift cards from there. Either one, perfectly fine by me. Uh, <laughs> okay, so last week I was a little down in the dumps about a dog that we were not gonna get to adopt. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned that I had put in applications that were flying left and right. And that one application I'd never heard back from and I was going to try for another dog, but I wasn't getting my hopes up. <laughs> hopes are so far up, I've paid an adoption fee, y'all. Um, so I say I, well, I paid it. I had to set up a damn Venmo account to pay that thing. Yeah. Uh, PayPal wouldn't work for whatever reason. I don't know. Anyway, so fourth dog, her name is currently Maple Syrup. Once we take possession of said dog, which should be Saturday. That's the only part that still has to be confirmed. Her name will change. We talked about that. We talked about that in the Friday Friday hangout. That's right. Okay, so here's how it went down. I put in an application for this dog. This dog I had looked at from the very beginning of the dog search. Circle back around, came back to her, went, I can't stop looking at her. But they didn't say anything about how she was with cats or kids, just that she was okay with other dogs. And I was like, well, that does not help me. And I kept waiting for, I don't know, an Instagram post, them to update the listing. And finally, well, I don't know why it takes me so long to get to the most obvious conclusion. But I was like, fuck it, I just need to email them. I know why, part of why it took me so long. One, I didn't want to talk to anybody. Two, I had emailed another rescue about another dog and they had never gotten back to me. And I was like, they're not gonna get back to me but I'm gonna try it anyway. 
It happened fast, y'all. I emailed first thing in the morning. Hey, maple syrup, is she good with cats and kids? And gave the ages of the boys. By that evening, 12 hours later, I don't know. Like by the evening, I had a response from the rescue. They had CC'd her foster mom, her foster mom's emailing, uh, answering the questions. I'm emailing. I'm getting pictures. I'm like, oh, and what I said was, oh, yeah. They were like, you know, she wanted to know good with good with uh, cats and, and kids. So you know, in that, the the foster mom sends a picture of the d- maple syrup laying on this big bed name. with another dog and cuddled with a cat and cuddled with a cat. <laughs> So before I had gotten that email with that, I said, look, at this point, if if the answer is yes, she's good with both cats and kids, I'm putting in an application. Like I was warning them, like I'm coming, don't ignore me like everybody else. Yeah. Um, that, that night, like fi- rapid fire, everybody was just on their email that night. I put in the application that night. The next day I'm hearing from the rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a tentative meet and greet set up for Monday. We ended up pushing that back because it was taking a little bit of time on the application. Why? Because I put the wrong number for a personal reference. It would have been done sooner if I hadn't uh, fat fingered my damn keyboard. Because I, of course, did the application on my phone. Because who wants to go to their computer where it's easier? Mm-hmm. Just do it from our phone. Um, so it's this is this has been. The fastest process, like the this one rescue that we did get approved for, and then that dog became unadoptable because of her anxiety. Um, even that took several days, pretty quick, but still several days. Mm-hmm. This everything was basically done. Uh, I put the application in on what Wednesday night. By Monday, by Saturday, Sunday, we were talking to the foster mom. Yeah. Monday morning, we found out we had been. Monday night, we found out we'd been tentatively approved. Mm -hmm. Tuesday morning, I signed everything. I paid everything. And I, because with uh, COVID, they're not doing a home visit. So I took pictures of inside, outside of the house, sent them to them. And so the only thing left to do is schedule. So the way the meet and greet works is you meet. And then if all goes well, you go home with your dog. It's going to go well. The thing that mm-hmm. the foster mom kept saying is, Maple Syrup is so sweet. She goes, she goes, she loves belly rubs. Um, she's very food motivated and she doesn't like to spend too much time outside. And I was like, it's a girl after my own heart. I too <laughs> am food motivated and don't want to be outside for too long. Um, everybody, the person who handles medical records, I've already got her medical records. Mm-hmm. Um, the per- like anybody who's met her and gotten to know her, they're, they're all emailing going, she's so sweet. You got a good one. She's amazing. And I was like, so it seems by Saturday, I Thursday is when we're supposed to schedule a time. The foster has yeah. to figure out her schedule for the weekend. She just knows the weekend will be better and I'm fine with that. Um, I don't know what time on Saturday yet, but by Thursday we're supposed yeah. to know a time on Saturday to go get our dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have we decided what she'll be named yet? No. No. And, no. and Aria asked what, what breed she is. She is she, an American Staffordshire. Yeah. She's a pity. I don't, mm-hmm. um, Silent Wings says, I feel attacked by Kayla's dislike of maple syrup. No, no, no. I love the taste of maple syrup. <laughs> I hate the name for the dog. I do not want to yell out maple syrup. It's just not what I want to do. 
Not at all. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that's our big news. Yeah. I don't know if the mic picked it up, but um, our, our cat, who's a little bit of a Karen, uh, was meowing in the background. <laughs> oh, sh- we've said this before. We will keep saying it because it's totally true about her. She some- sometimes, not always, meows in the tone that says, I would like to speak to your manager. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think, you know how, I, not everybody does this, but. I've never had a pet that didn't have about 85 names because there's the name you give them and then there's all the things you call them, right? I've started calling her Karen. (laughs) No offense to anybody out there named Karen. I can imagine this must be a very difficult time for you. Um, So, um, but yeah, so that is our, uh, that's our big news. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> oh, and the other thing, it's not news. I think it was why, oh, I said at the very, very top of the live stream portion that I was very chaotic and scattered today, except when I focus. Because, yeah, obviously chaotic and scattered, except when I focus. Um, <laughs> I'm doing double the work this week, so I can take most of the week of Thanksgiving off. Yeah. We will still be doing a live stream and podcast the week of Thanksgiving. It will actually, the live stream will still be on Wednesday. Then the podcast will be out on Black Friday. Uh, for podcast listeners, if you intend to buy any sex toys during the holiday season and sales, that week is our episode on our top sex toys of the yeah. year, our personal picks and favorite ones. Um, and that way, any sales we know about, we will be sharing those at that mm-hmm. time. So um, even if you don't have time to listen to the podcast on Friday, if you get the show notes and just like look through what the toys are and see if there's any sales you, you're interested in. That might be something to do. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. 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 Well, that's it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have been crazy busy. I have, All my time has been dedicated in the shop lately, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much all I've been doing. I know. you got. I walked into the garage, and there's just paddles hung up along one whole side. Yeah. It's a beautiful sight. <laughs> it's a beautiful sight. <laughs> Um, so yep. yeah, we're just working and doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paddles hung up one side and wooden knives sitting on the. Mm-hmm. 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 And, um, so I tweeted about this, I think earlier this week, maybe it was last week. Time has no meaning. When I'm sitting in the office and you're working out at the shop, which is in our backyard, the office is the closest room in the house to the backyard and the shop. I can hear, I can't always tell what you're singing, mm. but I can hear when you're singing to your music because you sing with passion. Guess what I learned? What? When you're working in the garage yeah. or near outside the garage and you're singing with passion, mm-hmm. in the bathroom, I can hear you. <laughs> trying to, I'm just trying to pee and uh, watch some YouTube at the same time. And I hear you belting out some tune with, uh, with much more passion than uh, skill, but pl- just so happy. I mean, when you're singing at that volume, I know you're happy. I know it's not just because you're hard of hearing. I yeah. know it's because you're happy. And I don't know what you were listening to. Yeah. Mm. But I'm just thinking, if I heard it in the house, in the bathroom, what kind of concert do the neighbors get? I need to start charging them. You should. <laughs> hey, hey, make a dime wherever we can, okay? Um, so, <sighs> yeah. 
There we go. Yeah. That's it for us. It's going to be time for me to start chasing down kiddos. I need more caffeine. Mm, I've had plenty of caffeine. Yeah, I got nothing else, so we might as well wrap it up. Yeah. I'm, here's the thing. I will think of something after we're done. I will say uh, a reminder. Thank you to our sponsor, Elegantly Owned, on Etsy. Links in all the places. Taishu in the live stream. Thank you, Taishu. Uh, BDSM Holiday is your coupon code for the month of November 2020. Uh, mm. Postcard Project. Um, unfortunately, yes. U.S. only because of the postage situation. Uh, it says it's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. And it's safe for your your family, your kids, your roommates, your <laughs> postal worker, mail carrier to see. Uh, I just want to get rid of the postage, and I thought the postcard would be fun. Um, so, yeah, that one mm -hmm. is um, – that's it. We're done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you all for, for joining. time and attention, listening, watching, however mm -hmm. you are here. Um, we uh, appreciate you so much, and mm -hmm. we will see you again Friday at the live stream hangout if you can make it. Yes. Bye.